1: also known as the CEO of Double Bottom Trading. And we've got myself joining us on this Friday, so I'm very excited for today's show. Today on Good Morning Crypto, we'll be discussing how BlackRock has filed to launch the first ever American Bitcoin ETF, which could be hitting the market as early as the end of this year. As Cardano founder Charles Hoskinson stated, he believes that Ripple will win its case, although it could take a Supreme Court ruling. The Prometheum CEO campaign against crypto has finally begun, stating that XRP is an unregistered security regardless of Ripple's claims. While JP Morgan is now stating that Ethereum is in a category of its own, stating new recognition from Congress may be necessary. And with the the transformation of our lifetime already upon us, we break down the details, showing our community how this is shaping up to be the greatest opportunity of our era. Our show is available on your favorite podcast platforms like Spotify and Apple Music. And for those of you listening via podcast, our show is live on YouTube, Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern at the 3T Warrior Academy channel. So, Johnny Crypto, we got a bunch of great news prepared for today, but the number one thing on my mind is the SEC's connections to Prometheum. We're going to be breaking
2: it down today, but how you feeling, my friend? Thanks for being here. I'm feeling great, Abs. It is Friday. Happy Friday to everybody. More importantly, happy Father's Day weekend to all the Papas out there. Love you guys. Appreciate you. Can't wait to get started. Good morning, everybody.
1: Johnny Crypto, always excited to see you, man. And we got Billy joining us on this Friday. Billy, it's Conspiracy Friday. So I hope you're ready, my friend. Before we get into it, how are you feeling?
3: Bless my God, bless. It's always good to be here with you guys. But it's only conspiracy until it's proven true. And that's only like maybe a 24-hour period in this world now. Things seem to be coming true real fast.
1: Absolutely, guys. And we're going to get this thing started the same way we always do by showing you my Good Morning Crypto Twitter account. That's at 3 Crypto on Twitter. At about 4,500 followers, go smash that follow button. We love talking to you. The Bitcoin fear and greed index is in fear this morning at a 46. When we look at some of the daily movers, Johnny, green day across the board. Hex is up about 18%. Quant is up about 10%. And we're going to get into quant partnerships later in the show. When we check out the total coin market cap today, we're sitting at $1.03 trillion in total market cap. Bitcoin is 47% dominance. Ethereum is about 19%. We've got a red day across the market today, but Bitcoin is sitting at 25,600, Ethereum, 1660. We've got XRP at 46 cents, Cardano at 25, and let's scroll down to Quant Network sitting at 108 this morning. And Johnny, I want to get right into our content for today because there's so much to talk about with the Prometheum CEO and his relationship to the SEC. So, with that being said, we're going to play this breaking video from yesterday about why he believes not only is the SEC going to win, but XRP is an unregistered security. So here we go.
2: What digital assets are you
3: working with? How are you determining what is or what isn't a security?
0: Uh, At the moment, we haven't announced our assets, but I would say that uh, Chairman Gensler has said that uh, the overall majority of digital assets are securities, uh, arguably everything except for Bitcoin. And we take the same uh, opinion on that. So no XRP. Uh, I would argue that XRP is more likely a security than a (laughs) non-security.
1: I commented there and said the silence is loud at the end of that clip, Johnny. But I do want you to pay attention. Look at the reaction on his face. He looks disgusted at the question if XRP could be an unregistered security. And we have the answers as to why, because this man, he is 100% a part of the Ethereum Alliance and he's 100% a part of ETHGate 2.0. But we got 223 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. And Johnny Crypto, break down this clip before we move on.
2: So uh, this guy, he, he's, what, got the first uh license exchange or something, or one of the first? Uh, yeah, first so, the no
1: broker-dealer in the United States.
2: Yeah. Oh, I thought INX had one, too. I'm pretty sure there's another one out there. INX also got approved to sell. So, uh Anyway, nonetheless, I do want to talk about this. So, Abs, it's pretty funny. Look how excited and happy he is, pretty much. At, like, everything's a security, right? So here's the question I have for, like, I guess, what, what are they going to be selling Bitcoin or are they going to be? I guess he assumes since they're all securities, they're going to be selling them all. Um, but he's just so happy about it. And obviously, because he has the, you know, his, his, you got to understand, he's got an incentive here. If he's got the only agency or, or sorry, exchange or broker dealer, that's going to allow him to sell securities. Of course, he wants everything to be a security. So you got to look at what's driving people's intentions, Abb. And to me, a guy like that, you know, clearly he's a he's a he's a rat snake weasel. He's a ratt snake. Where's my meter? I gotta grab the meter. It's over. He's an f boy. Yeah, he's a rat snake weasel in, in a sense where you know he just wants it that way because he can sell them all. Right? But let's be honest. We think you know he's like, oh, everything's a security, is it? Well, you know, ETH obviously isn't the security, and I'm sure there's a few other that'll fall under the ETH test or the Hinman, the new Hinman test that we have out there. So I, I you got to question everything the guy says because he's got, he wants it. It's to his benefit, right? Always look at somebody's benefit. It's to his benefit if if everything's labeled a security because he has permission to sell it. The real question is why does he? Why is he the only one that doesn't have permission? And did it? Is it Coinbase trying to? Aren't they sitting and holding their permission to sell a security? Apps things that make you go hmm. And Billy, I want to get your
1: opinion as well. But Johnny, this ties in perfectly to the article that came out of JP Morgan this morning. JP Morgan says Ethereum could be put into another category by Congress. And I'm going to go ahead and call this wishful thinking by the Ethereum Alliance. US lawmakers could put Ether into a new category to avoid classifying it as a security. But of course, this is to protect investors, says JP Morgan. United States Congress could simply classify (laughs) Ethereum in the new same commodity category as Bitcoin, or put it into another category with less burdensome regulation than securities. It is possible that a new category could be introduced specific to Ethereum and other currencies that are decentralized enough to avoid being registered as securities. So, Johnny, we're seeing the great divide happen before our eyes. What does it mean to be decentralized? We're going to break it down later in the show. But how do you feel about J.P. Morgan statements? And then kick it to Billy.
2: I mean, come on. Is there any surprise here? I mean, we know that there's a huge ties to J.P. Morgan, consensus, and ETH. No surprise that they're pulling the towing the rope on that one. But the question in that article that comes up to Mike to me again is: you just read it. It said you know decentralized, partially decentralized, right? Or I forgot the exact word you used in there, but but the point is, they mentioned once again that term, right? We heard Hinman say sufficiently decentralized. This is where now the whole argument, the whole entire crypto industry, is going to hinge on those two words sufficiently decentralized and abs we're in the crypto space and i still don't know what the hell that means i don't know if that means 10 20 50 percent, 80 how much before you define what is considered this uh sufficiently decentralized and why is that important because apparently that's the difference between whether you're a security or non-security so how do we not have a definition of the most important aspect or criteria that defines whether you're security or non-security. I know that's what
1: Hinman was trying to do, Johnny. And we saw it within the Hinman documents. He got in trouble with Congress because he created his own version of the Howey test, which included
2: decentralization. So before because Hinman can't do that. This is something that has to be dictated by Congress. We have lawmakers that make laws. Somebody needs to come out and say, this is what it is. This is what it means. It's got to get passed. Got to be a bill and it's done and nobody argues it again. You can't be a a rogue guy, Abs, and go say, well, this is the rule. Well, you could try, but obviously you see it got hit. Well, he's not going to get in trouble anyway. He got $15 million. But the point is, you can see, Abs, that if we don't get clarity around that definition, this is always going to be just a back and forth. And then the SEC gets to pick the winners and the losers. Is that what we want, Abs?
1: No, it's definitely not what we want. And Billy, I want to get your thoughts as well. We got the Hinman documents released earlier this week, and everybody was focused on the corruption that took place back in 2016, 2017, and even 2018. But When we look at these documents out of Prometheum today, it appears that we have similar corruption going on at the SEC. Prometheum just uh, skates through the SEC's approval with no problem, while Coinbase, Gemini, Robinhood, and of course, Binance are currently being sued by the SEC. Prometheum is an SEC and FINRA regulated full service market ecosystem for blockchain services. So Billy, why is this important? Because while XRP is being called an unregistered security, Prometheum CEO is promoting that idea, but we had him skate through Congress. We know he has a close relationship with Gary Gensler. So of course, he's going to call XRP a security. What do you think's going on here?
3: It's just part of the game. Now you're getting to see more pieces on the board. Uh, the actual players on the board now, they're they are exposing themselves because the game's being pushed forward, right? <clears throat> There's no way that you get in this level where you are without making relationships and kissing the damn ring. I don't care who you are. That's why he's pushing the BS that he's pushing. What I always get scared of is anytime they put in there to protect the investor, I know I'm screwed. W- 100%, I know I'm screwed because they're not here to protect us. But check out the relationship chain with all this, right? So you have China and Prometheus and then you have um, the SEC and then you have JP Morgan, right? And then didn't JP Morgan just settle a $200 or $200 million lawsuit with the, the Epstein victims and stuff that all ties back into each other? It's to the point, it's like uh, me and I was talking a little bit beforehand. I won't get straight down into the rabbit hole but we're gonna touch a little bit. How do you fix this system? Like. How how do you fix the, the people that are in place? Because even if you take those corrupt people that are in those positions out, they just replace them with someone else. Who's up here? Because we know it's not Biden and them. That's that's where it's all got to level out at some point. So until we get clarity, like Johnny says, but that's what they like. If we don't have clarity, they can move how they want to. They can bring who they want to. They can shut down who they want to. But if you have clarity, you can't do that. Even when Coinbase Coinbase was going in and begging for clarity, man, what do we do? Tell us what to do. That's not that's not how it works, man.
2: It's not <clears> time <throat> yet. It's not ready yet. It's not time yet, exactly. Every exactly. Blessed- we haven't yeah. got the blessing. The family. We don't have our
3: people in place yet. Once we yeah. get our people in place, we'll give you clarity, and then we'll move forward. Man, it's go. all. It's it's just all cyclical. It's See, all. See if you understand
2: how the mob works. All this stuff is pretty. It easy. all makes sense. Yeah. Go watch a mob movie. Anybody wants to understand the crypto, go, go watch a mob movie. You'll understand it all in the heartbeat. Jeez.
1: Thank you, guys. And we're gonna play this interview out of Congress because they were calling out how China actually helped Promethea get this registration license.
0: Um, our regulars have done everything in their power to. Push digital asset business overseas, they seem to be quite comfortable giving a stamp of approval to a firm uh, with the relationships back to, to to China. To me, this underscores the need for clarity uh, and consistent regulation uh, in the industry. Um,
1: so, what's interesting, Johnny, is that back in 2020, Vitalik Buterin tweeted out, "I can't believe Ripple's calling Bitcoin and Ethereum." Chinese tokens, right? This was the whole argument. Is Ethereum controlled? Is Bitcoin controlled? These conversations are becoming more important than ever. And we're going to show our listeners a video of Brad Sherman saying he hopes this is the end of crypto in America. So I'm going to play 15 quick seconds. And Johnny, I want you to jump right in. Here we go. Is
2: this the end of crypto in America?
0: Hope so. Don't think so. Uh, but you it, hope so? Yes. Why? Well, you know, this is an investment network, and people might say, "Hey, it could go up; it could go down." The question is, is it good for America? And the answer is no.
1: Is this the end of crypto in America?
2: Uh, abs, you're on mute, buddy. We can't hear you. But um. But he's that's the that's your boy. Uh, did we lose Abs? Oh, there we go. Yeah, that's your boy, Sherman, right? The, or that was uh, the senator there. Yeah, you know. Yeah. He's been a he's been a anti crypto guy. Him and Warren are like two peas in a pod, right? So no surprise you're gonna you, you listen. Where is it? It's over there. I'm not gonna reach for it. WWE, right? This is he, him and you know he's the heel. Him and and what's her name? Warren, right? There, those guys are, are are completely against crypto. So it would be nice on a show like that if we can get a little counterbalance, right? He's saying crypto's bad, which by the way, guys, here I will reach over. What did we tell you? You were gonna hear. Abs. What did we tell the whole world? What have we been telling our community they would hear for the next year? What
1: Crypto bad, CBDC good. Cool. good. I want you to read this statement as well, because it said, for many years, there's been cryptocurrency industry has been a major source for tax evasion and has been a
2: significant part of the nation's tax gap. Just, a, <laughs> just a fake statement. I mean, listen. I, I, Again, it, it's a simple thing where you can spin any narrative you want, right? We also hear them saying that it's used for fentanyl sales and it's used for drugs. And the reality is like, no, it's not. The US dollar is used or cash is used for drug. Cash is used for tax evasion, you know, but it's easy when you get to say whatever you want. And so if you have a narrative that's anti-crypto, then you say anti-crypto things about it. And there you go. There's your narrative. Now, the real question is, are you smart enough to be able to read through all the bull crap? And know what's real and what isn't real. And if you're if you have a if you have a brain, you pretty much know <laughs> that the drug dealers aren't going to be using uh you know crypto to be able to get around, you know, to be moving drugs or even tax evasion. Think about it. Think of how retarded that would be to say, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna sell crypto and then I'm not gonna report taxes. Well, guess what? If you get audited, they're gonna be able to track every single thing you did. Again, it's a retarded statement, it makes no sense to be able to say these kinds of things, to say these. But here's the problem. You're not hearing any voices on the other side, you know, telling you, like we're telling you now, the opposite effect of it, right? No, it's not necessarily a bad thing. And no, it's not used for drugs. We know what the – if we had bar charts, you remember, Abs? The chart you showed one day was fantastic. It showed how much power Bitcoin drew. And then we compared it to, I don't know, electricity or jets or something. And it wasn't even – it was a little speckle. It was a little speckle on the chart. This is the same exact analogy.
1: I completely agree with you, Johnny. And we've got some big news out of Tether because, Billy, yesterday, Tether actually de-pegged from the dollar. And even today, we are we are climb back up and get to that uh, $1 peg. But, Johnny, you brought up something important, which was the argument about Bitcoin using up carbon carbon credits and not being carbon efficient. We're going to talk about how BlackRock has filed to actually implement the first Bitcoin BT. Bitcoin ETF in America, and this would not only be a first for America, it would be the first time that BlackRock is publicly using Bitcoin. Remember, people, BlackRock has said for years now that Bitcoin, it's never going to work. Proof of work needs to be banned. The carbon emissions are too bad. But the second they can capitalize and make a little bit of change in this market, Johnny, they're the first ones to file for an ETF here. So I'm going to read these quick comments, kick it to you and Billy. BlackRock has filed for an application for a Bitcoin spot ETF to be traded in the United States. According to a filing by the NASDAQ with the United States Securities and Exchange Commission, Coinbase Custody Trust Company would be the custodian for Bitcoin's holdings and Bank of New York Mellon would be a custody of its fiat. So what are we seeing? Coinbase and BlackRock are coming together to help institutions leverage trade Bitcoin. Floor is yours.
2: There you go, boy. Listen, Abs, they're not the largest asset holder in the world for no reason. $10 trillion and going. And there's no doubt Like, why am I excited? Okay, well, let's face it. We all, like, nobody likes BlackRock, the company, right there. But the reality is we do like the crypto industry. And whether you love it or hate it, when you start seeing a company like BlackRock getting into something, there's probably a good probability it's going to start to happen. So for that perspective and for that reason, I'm excited and bullish for Bitcoin in the crypto industry because if you got BlackRock behind it, pushing for it, guess what? Sooner or later, it's going to happen.
1: Guys, we got 343 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. And Billy, check out this latest update as it says, the primary political attack on Bitcoin has been the idea that Bitcoin's proof-of-work mining is killing the planet. Now the world's largest, most influential asset manager and the most uh, prominent proponent of ESG scores has come out in favor of Bitcoin or at least in favor of making money from Bitcoin. And that's a significant update. So Billy, how do you feel about BlackRock? trying to create a bitcoin etf uh
3: i think it, there, there's two parts of that <clears throat> i like the fact that you know you have a big player coming in the game because it's going to bring you know volume to it and credibility to it but that is the largest asset manager out there so that's going to be a lot of manipulation they can move the market however they want to move it in any way they want to move it in any time they want to move it so that is not a good thing so that, that just depending on how you look at it like that um what was that other one you brought up fam
1: uh, Billy, I'm actually going to kick it right back to you. You said something perfect. So this is actually BlackRock CEO Larry Fink talking in 2018 about how his clients not only have zero interest in Bitcoin, but BlackRock has zero interest in offering the product. Here we go.
0: Is it true that you're building out a cryptocurrency capability? Uh, no. I mean, we're looking at it. We're looking at blockchain technologies. And we're looking at all the but crypto. Blockchain is in crypto. Blockchain is just the underlying technology. Well, Don't your clients want crypto exposure? No. I don't believe any client has sought out crypto exposure. Really, but at some point they might. Do you need to be prepared? I I don't. At the moment, no. I have not.
1: Absolutely, Billy. Not only do I think he knew that he needed to be prepared, I think that we are entering a bear market. They knew prices were about to drop. They're scaring all the retail investors out while while they're building ways for institutions to start leveraging crypto. Me and Coach JB had a powerful conversation before the show, Johnny. He talked about how fiat right now is moving away from the banking system into the blockchain systems. And the reason for that is because fiat, guys, it has no value to begin with. Trillions of dollars are circulating within this economy. Four trillion dollars have been lost since the C-19 crisis. Can't even be accounted for. The cryptocurrency market cap today, one trillion dollars. One trillion. It's pennies. It's drops in a bucket. But Johnny, what do you think about Larry Fink's statements here?
2: You know, and we know that <clears throat> Grayscale and a bunch of other companies have been trying, I think 14 companies tried or 14 times they applied for a, a, blue, a, B, a Bitcoin ETF and it, it got denied or didn't get passed by the SEC. So just keep your eyes on this, because if this one gets passed, well, then, <laughs> you know, you know what's going on there where the buddy buddy system is. And I think we will. I think you will see it finally come to fruition there is no doubt that there are institutions and there are companies and there are 401k plans and those kind of large industries and, and that want BTC exposure. And so I think sooner or later, you're going to see it happen. And we've been saying all along that we just have to wait for the big boys to get in position. Well, there's no bigger boy than BlackRock apps. And you're seeing them move for this position, right? So obviously, when did he say that in 2018? So fast forward five years later, and here we are. And now the story has flipped. And same thing with J.P. Morgan; they're also saying, "Hey, we need regulatory clarity now." So you're seeing exactly what we've been telling you on this show would happen for years—that that these guys are just moving in position. But when you move a, a ship in position, it takes—you don't just spin the Titanic around. You know, a big ship doesn't turn instantly. It moves slow. It takes time to move, and that's what you're seeing you're seeing all this stuff move into place and it's gonna take some time it's gonna take years before this is all done and in place and ready to go and I know nobody wants to hear it but sorry that's just the reality of it it's already taking years um, and we're still in the midst of that when is it gonna be done I don't freaking know what's seeing you know, when is the internet and that whole thing gonna be done it's still go it's still evolving today 30 years later so the reality is, This is at the beginning of a new paradigm shift in technology, and we're going to see this thing move into place, and it's going to explode and and move into places we don't even know, Abs, But I'm not surprised here to see BlackRock finally making a move into this space. And as much as I know nobody's going to like it, the reality is it is the indicator to tell you that this is actually coming, in my opinion. In my opinion, this is the indicator. When you see the biggest of big boys making a move into this space, if you're a crypto enthusiast, you may not be happy that they're moving in, but you got to be happy that it's most likely going to happen.
1: Yep, Johnny. And we got uh, the NASDAQ also launching custody services this summer. Claus Schwab is launching custody services. And now JP Morgan is calling for Ethereum to be put in a category of its own so that banks can start leveraging this technology. But guys, we got 400 live listeners joining us on this Friday. Show us some love. Smash that like button. If you want something bullish for Bitcoin, Bitcoin being adopted by the number one ESG score on the planet. BlackRock is the number one enforcer of environmental social governance standards. I believe that's what that stands for, Billy. And so to see them change their stance, I'd just like to get some closing statements from you before we move on.
3: Of what part? Of them taking Bitcoin now? Uh, Uh, Yeah,
1: because BlackRock has been such a proponent of ESG score, now they're actually using proof of work Bitcoin. It's a massive change. What do you think it stands for?
3: uh, they're just moving over. I mean, it's something they knew was coming. Uh, you just gotta, they, they, it seems like when they tell you something, that's not what they're doing. You got to look what they're doing in the background. We've said it a million times, um, past that. I don't, I don't have much
1: of an opinion. Thank you, Billy. And we're going to continue with a really interesting video here. We've talked a lot about the corruption taking place with the Ethereum Alliance and some of the previous members of the SEC but the question I have is how much of the how much of this corruption in 2023 is going to be exposed in the years to come? Well, this is a video that may expose a little bit of that corruption because we're seeing a situation where some people want an Ethereum free pass and some people want this market to be regulated correctly. So we're going to play this short clip and go
0: back to the group. Here we go. Uh, companies like Ripple sold billions of dollars worth of tokens to investors with the goal of using the money raised to build out a network or blockchain. The investors in those tokens invested because they were seeking a profit, and that profit would be derived from the efforts of the engineers, the foundations, the insiders, uh, who were responsible for bringing those projects to fruition and generating a return for those token investors. Uh, so essentially, uh, really the only people who are arguing that XRP is not a security, uh, who actually can say that with a straight face, are really those best served by XRP not being a security. Uh, But they are really doing so at the expense of their customers and the investment public because going forward for the industry, uh, the way to end the crypto winter, the way to basically move forward, uh, is the clear application of federal securities laws. And I think the Ripple decision will mark a major step in that direction.
1: So here's what's interesting, Johnny. Even if people wanted to register correctly, what we're seeing with Coinbase is the biggest red flag in the market. Coinbase has a license to sell securities. They have a broker's license to sell securities but the SEC said they're not allowed to activate it. Well, they had no problem letting this guy, who's completely anti-XRP, activate his license and then come right into America and operate without any competition. So what are some of your thoughts here, Johnny?
2: Well, the first thought I can't get out of my head is this guy reminds me, Abs, I don't know, you might have been in diapers when the Karate Kid came out, but this guy reminds me of Terry Silver. He is Terry Silver from the crowd I can't help it. Every time I see him, I'm just thinking the Karate Kid. I don't know, where's Mr. Miyagi? We need a Mr. Miyagi in this whole thing. Cause I just keep thinking of Terry Silver here. But bring Terry Silver back up on the screen, would you? But anyway, Ab, So we got we got his statement here. And and what's silly about his statement is if you listen to his that what he was just saying or what Ripple did in the beginning. First of all, no argument. In the beginning, I agree that you could argue that Ripple, the way they acted in the beginning, was a security. I think we all said in 2013, yeah, okay, maybe they did, but where they are today, secondary sales is not. Nah. But here's the thing: you could literally take Abs' his statement, remove the word Ripple, literally one word, and replace it with the word Ethereum, and they did exactly, exactly the same thing. Exactly the same thing. Ethereum said, <laughs> raised money built-in network did exactly the same thing and they're not considered a security. So if they're not considered security today, then how do you make ripple? So that's what I would love. That's what I would love to ask Terry. So I have one quick
1: question for you. You know how we've often talked about with Hinman, he got paid $15 million to make that speech and so on. Another thing I realized is obviously he's going to be incentivized for the Ethereum token to go up over time. I wonder how many tokens he bought off the open market before giving that token clarity. And I think that's another glare of this whole thing that's yet to come to fruition. How many of the SEC officials out here were buying crypto and then trying to give those cryptos an advantage? That's another rabbit hole I'm sure Good Morning Crypto is going to cover at some point.
2: Ooh, Ooh that's a that's good one. A, that's a very interesting one. we going to go down that one. We're going <laughs> to get blacklisted, and, you'll guys, yeah. you won't watch this show on YouTube no more. If that goes down that rabbit hole, we may not Ooh. be able we may oh. not be on the air. I don't think you want to go down that path, Alex. You might want to stay away from if we want, oh. If we want people to watch the show. Johnny,
1: what do you think about this statement here? Ethereum is not a security, Johnny Crypto, because it was proof of work for years. That was the objective. And no, 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 no,
2: no, no, no. That, that has nothing to No, no, sorry. Katie, Uh doesn't work that way. Look at the Howey test. doesn't matter how it's being operated. That has nothing to do with it. Look at the Howey test. Look at the four elements. And early on, when Ethereum was launched, it met all four criteria of the Howey test. And so that's the argument of why it would literally. I, and I, Abs, I wish, God, I wish if you could find that video. We had a great video of describing what the security is. And then Vitalik describing what he was doing. And then each element, the video talked about each element of the Howey test. And then it actually just, you saw Vitalik literally saying they were going to do the things that met each one of those steps. I mean, it was clearly a security. So Yeah. And I'm glad she brought that up, though. Good kudos to you, Katie. Just because it's operating in proof of stake or proof of work doesn't mean the organization that launched it didn't operate it or didn't fall under the criteria of a security. So you have to go back and look at those uh, rules because it did what's kind of called an ICO. And so an ICO, like an IPO, right, an initial public offering, in this case, they call it initial coin offering. And that automatically kind of puts it under the whole concept of a security. So I hope that helps clarify the, uh, and again, I'm not an attorney. So, but just looking at what I've heard and what I've read, that's what it sounds like.
1: Well, Billy, while we're debating what's a security and what's a commodity in the United States, China's actually opening up new wealth building opportunities through crypto as Chinese banks are going to roll out more digital one wealth management options coming this month. But here's a bigger narrative about China I think our listeners should be aware of. We've talked about the Tether black swan on this channel for a very long time, Johnny. We've mentioned it, how a $70 billion bubble exists in the crypto market today. And this is a headline that's becoming more important than ever as Tether depegged pegged from the dollar yesterday. Well, the biggest crypto stablecoin, Tether, was once backed by Chinese securities. And this is new revelations coming out as early as July of 2022. So while we're talking about what's a security, what's not a security, we've got China starting to control this market. Is that a concern for you, Billy? I think Billy's frozen. There you go. Can you hear me? Sorry, I
3: couldn't. I wasn't clicking my mute button. Uh, you know, China's been a security ever since uh, Joe Biden's been in office, bro. <laughs> just, just to be <laughs> real, uh, they're all over the place, man. It's a, it's it, people need to wake up and see what's really going on. There's a lot of stuff. Uh, there's a lot of stuff behind the scenes that's going on, man. Uh, China is deep within uh, our financial system, within our our farms, within within everything that you think. They could be a part of, they are a part of. So the fact that, you know, we're talking about this is not a surprise. Um, I think we'll be talking about them more and more and more real soon. Um, We'll see what's coming up. But yeah, it's not a surprise, especially with China, bro.
1: And Johnny, we had a good conversation yesterday and we took a little bit of heat in the live chat comments when we talked about David Schwartz XRP discussion about whether this crypto is sufficiently decentralized. He said, nobody who claims XRP or the XRPL is not decentralized because Ripple has control, has never described for any specific reason that Ripple could cause harm to the network. Now, we had an interesting discussion, but I thought this tweet right here was important to read, Johnny. One of the listeners commented, correct me if I'm wrong, but the return of an unspent funds from the escrow is an honor system. Even if it wasn't spending, if 10% was routinely put into its seemingly legit project where it was being used to manipulate the price, selling at period highs, and buying to maintain the trend. So they're saying This is a way that Ripple could manipulate the price for XRP to go up over time. David Schwartz responded and said, Ripple holds a lot of XRP, but if you think one party holding a lot of a blockchain native asset makes it less decentralized, then you would think that the XRPL is less decentralized because Ripple's XRP ownership, but that doesn't give you any control over the ledger or its governance. So you see what he's doing here, Johnny? He's saying, because we control the majority of tokens, doesn't mean we can dictate decisions on the blockchain and that's what makes it decentralized. So here's another aspect of the argument. He's not talking about the distribution of the tokens. He's talking about who gets to
2: decide the rules. What do you think? He's and you know what? This is why a 1946 test called the Howey test does not apply to cryptocurrency because these kinds of things that you just described—the difference between owning a large, you know, a portion of the cryptocurrency to manipulate the price of the currency. Versus owning the currency to be able to control the, you know, the 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 the, 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 the uh, control of the actual uh, ledger itself and the rulemaking are completely separate and different. But yet everybody's worried about you know, well, they own so much of it, so they can manipulate it. Well, okay, but then you know, so the real question becomes, and abs, it goes back to what I've been asking from day one: what the freak is the definition of sufficiently decentralized? Is it, you know, decentralized from a perspective of not owning too much of the token, so you can't manipulate the price, or is it not owning too much of the token, so you can't control the rules on the ledger? Which one? Which one is it?
1: Let me ask which you one? this: Which aspect do you think is more
2: important—being able to dictate the
1: rules or having the majority of tokens? Because in my opinion, I don't think it's having the majority of tokens. I
2: think it's the rules. It depends on what you're trying to accomplish. Remember what the SEC is there for? We're there to protect investors. OK, so if you're there to protect investors, you see the air quotes, right, Billy? If you're there to protect investors, then both, both of them need to be controlled. You have to have a definition around both, you know, because otherwise you can manipulate and screw the investors in one of two ways, by having too much coin and manipulating the price or by having too much coal over the ledger and changing it in your favor. Either way, you screw them. So the reality is, if, you, know, m- you know, if you're asking me and you're going under different definition of protecting the investor, both of them need to be need some rules of clarity around them and, and and that's what we need to be able so so yes Schwartz is right you know if they own the bulk of the shared XRP and they can't and they still can't control what the ledger does you could make the argument it's sufficiently sufficiently decentralized but what is the argument are we saying the ledger control needs to be sufficiently decentralized are we saying who owns the majority of coins needs to be centrally de- decentralized This is the question that we need clarity around apps. And when we get that clarity, all these problems go away. Well, Johnny, I think this is a bigger discussion here because whatever they decide is decentralized,
1: it's going to affect every token in the market. And we know just from the tokenomics alone, there are many currencies today that are more decentralized than Ethereum. And we're going to talk about Cardano and XRP's relationship very quickly here. As this is the founder of Cardano, Charles Hoskinson, stating he believes that Ripple will win. XRP is not a security But he thinks it may take a Supreme Court ruling. Here we go.
0: I I want XRP to win. I think it's good for
1: all of us. I think they will. I think it has a potential to go all the way up to the Supreme Court. Uh, And, you know, we'll just see what happens uh, as a and uh, we'll just we'll just try to move in that direction. Um, And, And, uh, you know, just hang in there. And I'm sorry you guys have gone through hell. Thank you. Thank you, Charles. We always appreciate the condolences. Now you're sorry. So, now you're yeah, sorry. your thoughts? Charles Hoskinson changed his stance completely. He was very anti-ripple, very pro-SEC and pro-regulation. Now that they've come after his project, as well as Algorand, Polygon, some of the other big ones, we've seen many of the CEOs and companies change their stance completely. What do you think this is? Is this finally the time that the market's coming together in order to fight back against regulators? You know, I think, well, people got their backs against
3: the wall, man. And you look for friends whenever you're getting attacked. Um, that's why you be very careful about who you talk about, you know, because you never know who, need, who you're going to need as a friend in the future. So uh, he's been begging for some love for the XRP uh, army for a minute. And I don't think they've been showing him much love. Uh, that's what happens when you do things like that. But it, it's, it's no surprise. He had to know that it was coming at some point in time. Um, and I want to go back to the thing where we were talking about um, controlling the markets and manipulation. Uh, it doesn't matter what comes in, whatever we use as a society, whether it's world-based, whether it's uh, just nation-based, it's going to be controlled by by the government. And, and that's the whole thing, in my opinion, is they're trying to figure out how they control it, who's going to control it, et cetera, et cetera. I think that's going to be one of the biggest ones. But
2: my back, Go ahead. You know, uh, just to chime in here, I, I am over this whole charles hawkinson and cardano versus xrp guys put that freaking shit aside forget it it's not you're you're being distracted if you're worried about charles and what he said in the past you obviously don't know the real focus the real enemy here is not cardano okay it's a three-letter agency a three-letter agent and you all know what it is so focus on that leave charles alone Yes, he changed his position. So what? If you were in his position and you said something, you got sued, you'd change your position too. Stop being hypocritical about it. Let's just move forward and let's hope the crypto community comes together because if it doesn't, it's going to continue to get picked off one by one by one. So I would be
1: more than willing to just live in in, in, and not hold him accountable. But I think somebody with as high of a reputation as Charles Hodgkinson should watch what he says, especially on his Twitter live streams when he's talking to millions of people. And now we've heard him criticize, criticize ripple, but the way he talked about XRP being a shit coin with no, with no tips or technical value, I think that's fair to say you're lying to the open public or at least
2: sharing an opinion that doesn't have consensus. So I think, I think when he said that, Okay. He was frustrated, highly frustrated because he was being attacked by the whole XRP community because he put something out there saying on a rumor when he thought something was going to be done. So let me
1: ask you, do you want someone
2: that thin-skinned running a multi-billion dollar organization? Oh, good. Okay. You know, well, the reality is, listen, people are people and they're running them and that's who they are. And the, and listen, look at the guy. He's gone in front of Congress. He testified for for crypto. He's trying to help create regulation for crypto. He's trying to do the right things. So nonetheless, we all have faults, abs. We all do. We all say stupid shit. We all do stupid shit from time to time, especially when we're emotionally heated. So yes, I can forgive a guy like that because I ain't perfect either. We all do it. So no, move on, forget it. It's Let over. me ask you
1: this: Has David Schwartz or or uh, Brad Garlinghouse ever come out about another blockchain and called it a shitcoin or said it has no value? Even if it didn't, this is As the they- difference between Ripple and some of these other projects. While well, Ripple's focused on themselves. Cardano was focused on taking shots and now they're dealing with the repercussions.
2: Has David Schwartz been in front of Congress trying to push for a regulation? No, but he's been on a live stream and that's what I'm talking about. Where Charles To go do something for the industry. Let me see you move the industry forward. Charles is trying to do that. So again, I'm not trying to defend Charles. What I'm saying is if we continue to live in the past and focus on stupid shit, child shit, eighth grade shit, then we're never going to get crypto solved. We're never going to get the proper regulation we need because we're worried about a stupid thing here and we're not looking how to move the needle forward. And as far as, far as I look at things, I'm all about moving the needle forward. I want to see the crypto industry take off. Everybody's worried about Hawkinson and Who cares if he apologized? Guys, is that gonna make crypto regulation come if Charles apologizes to the ripple community? Oh, that,
3: but come on man, someone come comes on. out and talk shit. Someone comes out and talks shit about me before you come out and begging for mercy. You better give me an apology first. He did put some respect on my name. He
2: did though, Billy. He came okay. out and said he's sorry for the community. I mean, listen, the guy's trying, you know. i just
3: for Johnny, just because Johnny asked. I'll I'll give Charles a pass. Adam boy, only for Johnny.
2: There is hope for our society, Billy See, Because what, Billy? You want the same thing, right? We just want to see crypto move forward. Yeah, man. If we, you know
3: what? That's what I, I say all the time. Especially there's some some
2: uh, social
3: media influencers. I won't put the names out there. But they just trash everybody. And there's no sense. That if you don't believe in the project, you don't believe in the project. Promote the projects that you believe in. That way, if there's ever a point in time in the future that you guys can work together, there's not that bullshit energy that you've put out there yourself by just talking smack because you were emotional. Uh, I got one of the people in my class. She says it all the time. You know, an emotion or a feeling only lasts 90 seconds. Give it that moment. Moment. Let it pass. Be impeccable with your words because we all know at some point at some point in time, those words will come back to you. So, Yeah.
2: We no, thought about it, Billy. Charles has to live with what he said, right? And now I'm getting, re- you know, comments like this. Johnny wants bad actors to move forward. Really? Really? Yeah, bro, Mike. That's what yeah, you Yeah, you know did? what? I
1: stand with yeah, bro, Mike. Because at the end of the day, if we're not going to hold people accountable, bad yeah. actors are going to get to participate in this market. And you said this yourself, Johnny. You said he was upset. He was reacting. I don't want somebody running a multi-billion dollar organization that lets somebody as irrelevant as myself get under their skin. That's all I'm saying.
2: Okay yeah. so you then so you you think everybody else doesn't do that huh and so you're happy with Vitalik I think running other
1: leaders of these projects aren't on Twitter t- commenting about how other projects suck yeah okay especially yeah. when they're top 10 billion dollar multiple banks we can go on and on here guys if you're enjoying this conversation please show us some love smash that I like know, button we got 397 live listeners in here and we're going to go through one of the most interesting stories the crypto market maybe has ever seen as this is Prometheum's connections to the SEC. But before we get into that, guys, here's the smartest way to track your crypto. Have you gotten wrecked in the crypto market space? Or have you gotten wrecked in the crypto market space or watched your crypto portfolio go all the way up and then all the way down without taking profits? If so, it's probably because you didn't have an exit plan. The good news is that doesn't need to happen anymore thanks to a new and innovative crypto tracker called Merlin. It's the smartest way to track your crypto. Merlin brings all your coins into one place so you can see all your assets across the different exchanges on one screen. You can see your total portfolio value and more importantly, your daily gains, losses and total since inception. Merlin puts the power back in your hands so you no longer have to guess what your portfolio is doing on a daily or monthly basis. Most importantly, Merlin lets you create an exit plan and sends you notifications when your targets are reached so you no longer have to get wrecked in the marketplace. Go to MerlinCrypto.com, that's MerlinCrypto.com and sign up for our free 30-day trial and get on the wait list so you can receive an email when the product is launched. Don't miss out on this new and innovative app, Merlin. It's the smartest way to track your crypto. It is the smartest way to track your crypto, guys. And you get access absolutely free, 30 days, link down below. Johnny Crypto, we're also going to be choosing beta testers from that wait list. So many, many opportunities there. But guys, I'm so excited to get into this story because this story, it blew my mind last night as the Prometheum storyline has got to be one of the strangest things I've seen in a while when it comes to the crypto industry. So I'm going to read to a Twitter thread and kick it back to Billy and Johnny as we go along. Last month in the midst of the SEC bringing cases against Coinbase and Gemini and giving a stiff arm to Robinhood and others, Prometheum gets approval for the first of its kind, a special purpose broker license for digital asset securities. When Prometheum's CEO somehow gets a seat in front of Congress yesterday and starts reading off pre-written notes clearly coordinated narratives with Democratic members of Congress. He was very pro-Ethereum and he was very anti-crypto. This also points out that it will absolutely not work for projects to register with the SEC as currently there are no tokens registered. This is because the regimen regime is not available for public blockchains. And Johnny, I think it'd be a good time to just pause there. We've talked about how they want people to come in and register. They often walk out with a lawsuit, but here we have Prometheum walking in, being told what to say and then walking out with a broker license and sitting in front of Congress a week later. Is this a story that three or four years from now we're gonna hear about corruption?
2: Yeah, I would suspect something there's listen, Abs. I always say it. If it smells like a fish and it flops like a fish, it's something fishy. I mean, we've seen that, you know, let's look at the facts. Okay. Ripple has gone five times to go into the SEC, slap with a lawsuit. Coinbase has gone in 30 times in 2022. 30 times. Slapped with a lawsuit, right? So, what do you, are you. And then this guy, Terry Silver, walks into the freaking. So, here you got the Terry Silver Jr., I'm going to call him, walks into the SEC. No one knows who this guy is. And he walks up with a license. What these larger industries have been working with the with the SEC for years and can't get it. I mean, what the hell does that tell you, Abs? There is obviously something fishy i just want to give a shout out to peaceful gamer you are smart this is a good man absolutely right at the end of the day Absey says we're both right because yes while charles may be too emotional the reality is we do need to let it we need to move on right and just let's move forward to the end goal i think that's really the key here but there is something smelly fishy it stinks really bad here with terry silver jr but i think we're like you said it's probably going to be a few years before we find out what's really going on. I saw
3: going. another FTX, man. You, you put his picture nef, uh,
2: next to Sam Bankman-Fried, and it looks like all he did was wash
3: his hair, slick it back, and lose a little weight. It looks like the same little beta males <laughs> that uh,
1: get <laughs> ran through. All right, my bad. So, listen, guys, this is not only the biggest update. We've got also Stuart Alderati, the lead lawyer for Ripple, calling for an investigation into William Hinman. We often talk about when corruption is exposed, what are the repercussions? This could be one of the examples here. Oh, Sorry, I thought there was audio to this video. He's just describing the conflict of interest going on here with William Hinman. And Johnny, we're going to break down this Prometheus thread a little bit more because I think there's some more information that we should be talking about. But before we get into that, we got to talk a little Quant Network as Quant is currently collaborating with the BIS and the Bank of England on Project Rosalind. So what is this guy's We're proud to announce our role as a vendor for Project Rosalind. The project, which is led by the Bank of England, is exploring the application of interfaces that could be used for central bank digital currency systems. Guys, Quant Networks is working with the Bank of England to build a CBDC. This is some of the most bullish news you can ask for, Johnny. Any quick thoughts about Quant?
2: I mean, do I have to tell you how bullish I am on Quant? Everybody in this chat who knows, knows us, knows me, knows the channel, knows I absolutely love Quant. No surprise. And there's the key word right there. See those three, see that three-letter agency? See that? Or I shouldn't say agency, but BIS. That all the central banks roll up to the BIS. So if the BIS is doing it, guess where it's gonna head? I mean, this is super fantastic bullish news. Holy huge bullish news for quant. As a whole, I've been saying it from day one. I'm pissed off because Quant was at 97 bucks like yesterday. And now it's at 106, you know, and I did grab a little bit. Abs, I grabbed a little around 99. I, I, I broke in, but I'm really waiting for that $60. And I don't I don't think we're ever going to see it. But this, this to me is exciting because what have I been saying? Abs? Something has to allow the communication between all of these blockchains. Something has to bring it together. Something for all you technical folks out there, something has to be the next TCPIP for crypto. And I've been calling it for a while now. I've been saying it's going to be, you know, Chainlink is trying to do it, but it's probably going to be Quan, And that's why I am super bullish for Quan. That news makes me super bullish for Quan on steroids, if that makes any sense.
1: It definitely does, Johnny. And this is another update I want to give out of BlackRock. Billy, look at how quickly things can change. Back in 2018, BlackRock CEO Larry Fink calls Bitcoin an index for money laundering. Well, here we have it five years later as BlackRock has filed for the first Bitcoin ETF with Coinbase as a crypto custodian. Now, we're going to move on here, guys, because I got one more video I'd love to play from this Prometheus CEO, He's talking about how not only is XRP an unregistered security, but Ripple should have registered with the SEC, which we know is not possible. Here we go.
0: How important is the Ripple decision? Can you explain a little bit what the Ripple decision is and what the potential implications could be in terms of setting a precedent for the crypto industry? So I believe that the allegations against Ripple is that XRP was sold as an unregistered security. As an unregistered security. Uh, as it basically did not go through the proper registration process in order to be able to offer the actual security, meaning XRP, to the public. Uh, The way it works is if you're generally offering a security to the public, it has to go through a registration or maybe a Reg Reg A plus exemption, and neither one were taken there. So um, the argument is that it was an unregistered security and therefore in violation of the law. Uh, in that context, the industry has considered on different elements the implications of whether XRP is determined a security for other cryptocurrencies, uh, as uh, what would then be the implications and the knock-on effect from there. Now, what we've seen so far with the library case with an LBC token, which I believe was a New Hampshire District Court uh, that laid out a decision that basically said the LBC token was a security, and it followed a very similar fact pattern to what I would say is the Ripple XRP relationship. So I think. I think that the industry uh, is pretty much aware that the writing is uh, most likely on the wall, in the sense that uh, there's a very uh, high chance that XRP will be declared a security, and we'll see how it plays out from there. Uh, if that is declared, I think some people would argue that that's the precedent that a lot of these other tokens, you know, these uh, uh, smart contract. Based network tokens, so everything basically besides for Bitcoin is a security, uh, and therefore it has a, a significant Ripple effect. If I want to be poetic, right? <laughs> okay, well th- th- that that makes sense. And uh, but we've heard so much optimism from some industry players saying, "Oh, you know, it's a, things are looking good uh, based on this decision, that decision, based on this opinion." Uh, we're expecting the we're expecting the judge to come down on the side of Ripple. You don't you don't think that's likely to happen? No, I also think that often uh, the individuals who are positing those thoughts have vested interest in Ripple being declared or XRP being declared.
1: I could say the exact same thing about people promoting Ethereum as being decentralized. Anybody promoting that narrative has incentive because they own the token. Johnny, then Billy, floor jars.
2: Yeah, and we know Hinman had 15 million incentive reasons to do it. And that's the whole point of it. You know, at, at the end of the day, abs. Like I don't, you know, I don't care what this Terry Silver or now Steven Seagal crossover. He's kind of like a combination between a young Steven Seagal and a Terry Silver. He's like the Wish version of Steven Seagal. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Although I think it's an insult to Steven Seagal personally, but nonetheless, um, you know, because he seems more like a bad guy, so I put him in the Terry Silver category. But I I just think that his, you know, it's fine. Everybody's entitled to their opinion Abs, And if he thinks it's a security and he thinks that's the way it's going to go, you know, that's fine. And I don't, I don't disagree. A lot of, a lot of even legal people, even you've heard Jeremy Hogan and John Dean say, hey, they might split the baby. They may say that when Ripple first launched, it wasn't, it was a security. I don't think there's any argument to that piece of it. You could make the argument that it might've. And so, but that's okay. We don't, none of us care about what's, what it was in 2013 what we care about is what ripple is today and are the secondary sales of it a security or not and I think it's hard to argue that they are I think we all kind of believe that the secondary sales moving forward is not a security and so therefore blah, therefore <laughs> therefore uh I, I I disagree with Terry Silver and that yes you're right mental like this is what makes America great is being able to debate, we can agree to disagree and still be great friends and move on and move forward. That's the beauty of, of America, right? And that's what we do here on this show. We're not always going to agree with each other, and that's okay. And you're not all going to agree with me. That's okay. I still love you guys, and you know, you're, you're entitled to your opinion. But hopefully, we're educating you and giving you something to think about. Or if nothing else, helping you to think about something differently. That's what this is all about, sharing ideas, abs, right? Because we know when we talk and we have conversations with each other as a whole, It it, it, it spills other ideas like, oh, yeah, I didn't think about this. or I didn't think about it that way. That's what makes debate great and what makes America great. So um, but nonetheless, getting back to Terry, that's my thoughts on him. I don't agree with him, but he's entitled to his opinion. We're entitled to ours. And the good news Abs, I think, in a few few weeks to a few months, we're not going to have to debate it no more because hopefully, please, Judge Torres, if you listen, give us a ruling. Please give us a ruling. Johnny, the last
1: important detail here about these Hinman emails is that for months now, John Deaton has been saying that they're going to claim William Hinman did not know Simpson and Thatcher was part of the Ethereum Alliance. Here's the evidence right here. We're going to show a document, only a couple minutes left, so I don't want to read through it. But what's happening here is that he's being asked if he knew Simpson and Thatcher was part of the Ethereum Alliance. He said no. He thought they left. And so I guess he can't be held accountable. But this is some pretty alarming information. I do want to move on and close the show off with, with this story here, Billy as 20 new countries have applied to be part of the BRICS alliance. And what's most concerning here, guys, is that U.S. dollar dominance is continuing to slide while BRICS dominance is on the rise. There's two ways that America has power today, the military and the finances. And the finances are depleting before our eyes while the military is being tested in Ukraine right now. So it's a very interesting time. Billy, I'd just like to get some open thoughts here. 20 countries apply to join BRICS. How many more countries need to join before we're concerned? Uh,
3: we should have been concerned about 18 countries ago, to be honest. Um, this this is not a good time, man. If you think about, yeah, our might has always been the dollar and our military. Think about how many military got pushed out because of the C word and because of the, the other word. And then you not saying, we just have a different type of military now. So, you know, it's under a different administration. So, you know, are they going to do the part that they're supposed to do? Like, we're in some serious times, guys. Like uh, men don't know if they're women. Women think they're men. We're going back and forth. We're letting this stuff all happen. And we're talking about, you know, 20 countries coming together to basically go against us. Not to go against us, but they're going to crush everything that's happening. We need to take these things seriously and really do your due diligence um, and do your own research and and keep coming on the show so you guys can understand what's going on. It's, it's scary times, but it, don't be scared. Just be prepared. We say it all the time. Just be ready for what happens um, and just diversify across the board, man, because these are, these are some crazy times, unfortunately, that we're in. But at least we're here together and we can go through it together.
2: You know, Billy, you said something so important. Coach talks about this all the time. While they got everybody looking over here wondering whether you're a male or a female, they got other stuff happening back here. And, by the way, I'm going to help everybody. If you don't know if you're a male or female, do this. Look down in between. And you're going to get the answer really, really quickly. It's very, very easy to determine that. So I'll just leave it with that, Abs. I won't go any deeper. But I'm just trying to help out our community and help everybody out. But nonetheless, it is so true. Getting back on a serious note, that was a Friday joke. Um, guys, it is it is important that we don't get distracted, that we don't be looking at you know, these things over here and we focus on what the important things are. Don't let your attention get distracted. Try to focus on what really matters here. And in this particular case, right, we're looking at, you know, what, where how do we move the needle forward in the crypto industry? How do we ensure we're putting ourselves in a position, Abs, to be able to create generational wealth? How do we invest in the future? What's to come? And that's what we're trying to do here on the show. And guys, so the best way is to diversify, as Billy said, throughout all the different types of cryptos that are out there. Pick the one. Do your research. Do your homework. Find the ones that you think will drive the future. And then as Andrew says, put two to $500, you know, and then you wait and see how it goes. You set it and forget it. And you have to know abs. Very important to know. Some of those horses aren't going to finish the race. They ain't going to make it. Okay. I got a bunch of horses in the stable. I know half of them, maybe even 90% of them aren't going to make it. It's the 10% that I'm counting on to carry us to the promised land and buy that Island. So we could all go party on the Johnny crypto Island or whatever the hell we call
3: it. Yeah. Johnny, Johnny's still sitting on a few big beans. Uh, and I want to tell you, you know, while why you, you guys are waiting, you know, and all this is popping off, get your mind right. Get in the academy. Go to the 120 Challenge, man. Get that repetition going. So while things are going on, you are getting your mind right. That way you're in the best possible position that you can be in just in case something does happen. If it doesn't, then, man, you're in good shape and you're in the academy and you're amongst friends. And if you're bored and you want to learn how to day trade, come am it up.
1: Absolutely, guys, and we got 342 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button, and Johnny. It is Father's Day this weekend, so I got to ask you, what are your plans for Father's Day, my man?
2: Well, you know, on Father's Day we we like to take Papa out. We'll take him for wherever which restaurant he wants to go. We we'll celebrate that day. It's great, you know. Everybody who has a father, be thankful that you do. Spend the time with them when you can. A father or grandfather is precious, and you never know how long they're going to be here with us. So I try to spend as much time as I can with my dad. And I encourage everybody else to do it too um, because you just never know how much time you have with them. So with that said, yeah, definitely we'll be spent, we'll be taking him out to his favorite restaurant. And then from there we'll just celebrate. Thank you, Johnny. And one quick question to end the show
1: here. They're saying, give us a date. When do you believe the SEC is going to end with all this information being revealed about the ripple case and the corruption going on behind the scenes? Judge Torres is being put in a very safe situation to rule against the SEC. All the evidence is stacked against them here. So the question I have for you is, do you believe we're going to get a ruling before September, let's say?
2: You know, Abs, my gut would lead me to believe and want to say that the judge would want to make a ruling before she has to go in front of Congress and explain, you know, why she hasn't made a ruling, okay? Okay. So logic would say you would get it before September, especially with the Hinman emails coming out. Maybe she has more evidence to point to, to say, Hey, look, you know, there's more, there's more cloudiness around the fairness act. And, you know, this will create some cloudiness around to be able to rule in her favor. The only thing that has me wondering if she is, is she playing the strategy of maybe she doesn't want to be the one to set precedent in this industry because it's such a big thing that maybe this is just my thoughts. So I could be wrong. Maybe she wants to go in front of Congress to say, hey, guys, you, Congress, you need to make the decision. You need to you need to put the rules in place so that we can make these kinds of rulings going forward in space. So, I, you know, that's kind of the one thing that kind of has me wondering, is that her mentality? Is she thinking she wants to push this on the Congress because it's their job to do this? And she doesn't want that responsibility because she's waited two and a half years? Who knows, Abs? you know, is it going to the Supreme Court? Well, that's another two and a half years. So I cannot make a prediction and tell you when we're getting a ruling. There's too many variables. There's too many high stakes in this game to say when it's going to happen. Um, but
1: Brad did say this, Johnny, and I want to give this a shout out before we close it out here. Brad said weeks, not months. And that was about three weeks ago. So I was going
2: to say that was weeks ago. <laughs> that,
1: put us, that puts us till the end of July, guys. We have about. I guess six weeks or so here until we get a ruling for Brad to be a man of his word. But we're going to close this show out the same way we always do by saying thank you to each one of our special guests. Thank you to Johnny Crypto and thank you to Billy on this amazing Friday. We got 330 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button on the way out of here. Happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there. I hope you have an amazing weekend. And like we always say, Warriors rise. Get this shit together, baby. Thank you for joining us.
3: Let's go.